This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Anyway, it's a welcome to Kerry Dixon again for the Kerry Dixon preview show. How are you, my friend? I'm fine, thanks, Dave. And uh, I'm glad to say things are looking a little better. Um, Chelsea by the odd goal last week. It was a very entertaining second half. I thought particularly poor first half. I thought, goodness me, it's not going to be one of them again. But as I said, it's uh, it's something in this team, I feel, that uh, they've got the ability to rise above a situation and um, they did exactly that um, wasn't the people we expected it wasn't the cost as the hazards it was um, a couple of different lads but uh, I'm pleased for Victor Moses I think uh, he's been putting in a fair shift all season as I said last week he's put in he's got himself into the team he's got himself into a position that, that suits he's worked very hard to do it and um, finally he's getting his rewards and uh, very pleased for that one and Pedro pretty much the same. I mean, William started the season. Um, it was a, it's still probably a toss-up between the two, but as we've said all along, and I think Antonio Conte must be listening to us because we've said it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it, and it's not broke, it's not broken, and he's not fixing it. And uh, we just keep seem to keep going. So you know, wonderful goal from Pedro, and uh, William will sit on the bench along with JT and some of the others who would normally expect to be in the starting lineup. Well, I'll tell you what, mate. The thing that I'm almost as happy about other than Chelsea winning is the fact that I got the score prediction right for the second week in a row. Um, <laughs> albeit, albeit it wasn't a last minute winner, which is what I predicted, but it was, it was a great win. But I mean, going back to the first half, um, yeah, and I, I kind of wondered whether, whether it was a case of Spurs kind of working us out tactically or us not really being at it enough. I mean, what, what do you reckon? Um, I thought Spurs were excellent in the first half. I thought they played really well. I thought we were well off the pace. Um, and, I, and I think that, uh, you know, something was said at half-time. I don't know what. I don't, I've not heard about any hair dryers or anything like that. But, you know, the team were better in the second half. Um, and, I, I, you know, Chelsea fans might not agree with me, but I'm sure Tottenham fans will. I, I thought that a, a draw was possibly a fair result over the 90 minutes. 
But, you know, at the end of the day, it's about collecting three points. And I've said already uh, quite a few times this season, we've got to pick up the points, whether the performance is um, as we'd, we'd like it. Um, it's all about the three points. And, you know, three points against Spurs, a good second half and not so good first half, um, is all that matters to keep us in the top of the league at the moment. So, you know, it was very welcome from that that perspective, even more so because it's probably our biggest rivals in the Premier League. Yeah, hear, hear an amen to that. Um, it's interesting, actually, because you mentioned Pedro uh, up front. And uh, I have to I have to shamefully admit that uh, for much of uh, last season, I, I was on his case a bit. I just didn't think that this was a somebody who could play, you know, in the Premier League. Just didn't think he was physical enough and he got pushed off the ball a lot easier. I'm, I'm delighted to say that, it, it, you know, it appears that I've got it horribly wrong. Um, I mean, but what, what, do you, what do you make of uh, Pedro? I wouldn't dive in and say you've got it horribly wrong just yet, but at the end of the day, he's part of a winning side. And, you know, William still has a fair bit to offer, albeit it's not a straight swap. I mean, uh, the squad will be rotated undoubtedly um, during the course of the season, certainly over the Christmas period coming up. Um, I can't, although I'm sure he'd like to, um, keep a settled side throughout. But uh, I'm sure there'll be one or two niggles and, and possibly one or two suspensions, and the squad will be rotated a little bit. And I'm sure the poor fella who comes in, if we were to drop a point or, or get a draw, or dare I say, lose a game, um, the fella that come in would get hammered. For, I'll get back to the original side, the, the one that wins everything. But it, it, we all know it's not like that either. You know, it's still the squad. Um, but while the team are going on a winning run, it'd be foolish to um, change the side. And Pedro. He's part of it. You know, it's working. There's not one of them players at the moment would expect to be left out. The manager couldn't justify a rotation and he'd have to justify it to everyone. And, it, you know, and if a team were to come a cropper because of the rotation, it, you know, he wouldn't have a leg to stand on. And people would say, why did he start messing around with the side and so on? It was winning. You know, uh, he's not stupid, Conti. Um, he's not going to do anything. It'll be the same team as long as everyone's fit. And mm. on the other hand, as I've said for the second time now, it won't be anyone's fault who comes in from the squad. It won't be John Terry's fault. It won't be uh, William's fault. It won't be anyone's fault who comes in. It'll just be something slightly different. Hmm. I mean, I, just just you kind of finishing up on Pedro. Really, I thought he took his goal really, really well. It was a super goal, wasn't it, Kerry? Fantastic goal. Um, set out to do it. Uh, executed it perfectly. Um, mm. Yeah. You know. Um, not a lot I can say. Pedro and Moses, you know, it was interesting this week, Harry Redknapp come out and said, you know, and I like Harry, he's a good lad and he, he says it as he sees it. And he said that um, he would, if he had to pick a team, he would take more players from Spurs, Spurs side than he would from Chelsea's side. And, you know, you start to look at the players and you start, I, I said last week about the back three and, you know, are they all top draw? Well, there's arguments left, right and centre. Is the midfield top draw? You know, who would you take? Um, you know, maybe Harry Redknapp's got a point, but that'll be his decision. Um, but at the moment, I'm sure every manager in the league, uh, possibly with the exception of about two, um, would pick this Chelsea side. Yeah, and and I think I, I think you can add to that um, every single Chelsea supporter because they all thought that he must have been smoking something when he was coming out with that, <laughs> just based on what we were seeing. Um, but talking to managers, uh, Kerry. Um, I mean, you're, you're right. There was a real big... I mean, obviously, it was, it was a good time to score a goal. And, you know, the old adage goes that you score just before uh, half-time. It's a great time to score. Um, but we looked a different team in the second half, and it kind of made me think, I wonder, I wonder what Conte actually had said to them at half-time. I mean, what, what do you think he might have said? 
Well, for sure. He said, momentum is now with you. You can't play that poor again. And if you were mm. to play that poor again, our, our, our current run is going to come to an end. Um, you've got to buck your ideas up because uh, the, the impetus was uh, improved right from the start, shutting down quicker, passing the ball quicker, doing things better, more accurate. Um, you know, and it didn't, it, to be honest, it wouldn't take Antonio Conte or anyone, a masseur or, or a kit man to actually say to the lads, they'd know himself. You know, in that dressing room, mm. this needs to improve. You know, come on, what are you doing? When I do, come on, we'll speed it up and they gee each other up. You know, everyone knew that's not important. And, you know, what it, all it would need is a few, this game is big to the fans. This game should mean a lot to you. We're top of the league. Do you want the league? Do you want to win it? Do you want the run to continue? All the questions are there to be answered and the players answer them emphatically in the second half. Yeah, they certainly did. And I, I think in the process... Uh, you know, we passed a particularly tough test. I mean, going behind for the first time in a long time. Uh, but we ended up top of the table, which is where we want to be. Um, arguably, arguably, we've got a bigger test coming up on Saturday against City. Uh, and the, the first thing really, Kerry, it's an, it's an early kickoff, half 12 kickoff. Um, and it kind of begged the question for me, do, does that affect the players? And, and do you, did you have many early kickoffs like that in your time? Um, when you say it affects the players, it shouldn't do these days because, you know, let's be honest, Modern-day players must be used to different kickoff times. You know, television is dictating kickoff times, as long, along with the police and so on. And you know, they've got to be more used to these situations of uh, different kickoff times. Um, does it affect in the olden days? Certainly, when I played, there was one or two early kickoffs. One for the frost, and the pitch wouldn't be playable or whatever. I remember a Sheffield Wednesday game. I think it might have even been a semi semi quarter final. We we got beat in a in a cup competition. Um, kicked off early because I think for the weather because the pitch wouldn't have been playable by about four o'clock or something like that. Um, yeah, I didn't like it personally. Um, I, I got to got to be honest. Love evening games, um, but. You know, the traditional three o'clock, I think you can't beat it on a Saturday afternoon. But, yeah. you know, we've, we've all adapted to the modern way. We know there's a game on Sunday at four, and most people look forward to that. Um, and most people look, for, look forward to the fact there's going to be a Monday night game. Like, that certainly wouldn't bother me. Um, mm. But, you know, the early kickoffs, they do add something, but it's the same for both teams. You've got to prepare for it. And, uh, you know, it, it wouldn't be used by an, as an excuse by me. And it certainly wouldn't be an acceptable excuse of any of the modern day players. I don't like the early kickoffs. You might not like it, but there's uh, 22 plus as many subs willing to play out there. And, uh, you know, don't like it doesn't really come into it. Yeah. I mean, I can say with absolute certainty, Kerry, that most supporters that I know, uh, like you, think that God's chosen time for football is three o'clock on a Saturday. But also... An early kickoff at the weekend means less time in the pub, and actually there is a direct correlation, right. I think, between between an early kickoff and less atmosphere. And I think it's right down to the fact that we've not had enough time in the pub to loosen the vocal cords, shall we say? Well, that depends on which way you look at it. Some people might say it's uh, more time in the pub because they'll go after the game and take uh, and get home <laughs> a little bit earlier at night. But, uh, well, that's um, a, a well a well balanced argument, Kerry. One one with which I cannot disagree. I have to say on that. Um, anyway, so. looking 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 forward to the game. Um, obviously, uh, you know Pep Guardiola's come in as the ma- as the manager of City this year um he, he hasn't had an awful lot of sex, success against Chelsea particularly when he was the Barcelona manager um so so you know what do you think of uh, of Pep do you rate him you can't who can't rate him I mean if football's results business as I always say yeah um the the fellas produce results same as Jose mm. Mourinho you know but it all depends what your results are but every country he's gone to albeit he's managing top sides 
um, he's produced and he can't be knocked. Um, he's a good manager. He does some strange things. But if the results are right, there's not a supporter for any club that he's managed is, is going to complain. And, you know, mm. I certainly don't hear of any complaints when he goes back to previous clubs. They, they win everything. You know, Munich won what they won. Barcelona were incredible. Um, you know, and I think he's got City right up there with the best. I really do. I think they're a challenger in, in, in European and world football. I think they're a good side. I think they're a good squad. Um, you know, it is a results business. And he will be judged in the Premier League and, and in Europe. You know, in Europe, he stands on par with everyone else over previous exploits. But in the Premier League, you know, he, he's got to win something. Otherwise, it'll be it'll fall a little bit short. Um, but I'll tell you what, uh, I do believe this City side, uh, them, Liverpool, are our biggest challenges, I feel. I think Tottenham and yeah. Arsenal will be there and thereabouts. And I think Manchester United will join in to some degree. But um, at the moment... If Chelsea are contenders, and we realistically are, if we can continue playing the way we are for the rest of the season, um, like that. But City and Liverpool, um, at the moment, are our biggest uh, rivals. And this is going to be a tough, tough one, City. Now, if I had to pick a side, and you know, everyone that well, might disagree, or they will disagree, I think City, uh, I think City are the favourites. I don't know. I don't know. I should know in the book as well. <laughs> don't go there as much as I used to. But... Um, <laughs> I should know. I would imagine City are favourites for the league. I don't know where where they actually are. I mean, Chelsea, Liverpool, I think that would probably be the three. And I, I wouldn't know what particular order. Mm. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. I think I agree with you there, Kerry. I think it is going to be a very tough test for us, possibly our, our biggest test since uh, uh, you know Conte turned things round. 
Um, and I think, it, you know, as well as that, I think it might actually be, be a very interesting contrast in styles because, uh, you know, I think even before Pep Guardiola turned up at City, there was a feeling that City are trying to turn them into, you know, an English version of Barcelona, if you like, certainly in the style of play. I've got to be honest, I've never really liked this whole tick attacker stuff. It's not like proper old school football as far as I'm concerned. Um, but do you agree with me? Do you think there will be quite an interesting contrast in styles there? And I think in, in, in particular, how, how are Chelsea going to set themselves up and, and try and get a result, which for me, a good result up there will be either a draw or a win, obviously. Well, of course, uh, that goes without saying. Um, and that's what it's all about. Um, we played some good football in my day. And there was another one, Eddie Nizveski would kick the ball, either me or Speedo would flick it on, the other one would run through and score. Um, three Proper three football, passes mate. and a goal. Um, you know, whether it's proper football or otherwise, if we won one, everyone's happy. Um, yeah, the tick attack of stuff that Barcelona played was fantastic to watch. Um, but sometimes <laughs> people take it, so they, they take it too literally. And, I, you know, um, people just playing sideways passes, backward passes across the back four, and they get down a possession stack, kept the ball for two minutes, and you've actually gone 10 yards backwards. Um, no, uh, football is a progressive game, and it's all about working the ball to try and procure the best end product. Um, that should always be the case. However, means it, it, it takes. Um, if you if you tend to go route one, um, Wimbledon went to uh, went to the top doing it. Everyone the much maligned Wimbledon, but they had success at it. Uh, it was total route one, and everyone hated it. Um, Barcelona did it the passing way. Um, is there a right or wrong way? I don't know. I think the only way is winning. I don't know, mate. And uh, that's, well, I don't know. The thing is, I think the hierarchy at most clubs want first and foremost the team to win, and then they want to win pretty, and they want to pass hundred passes a goal and knocking the ball around the opposition. And yeah, I suppose everyone wants that. That's it's total football, and the great teams, the Dutch of Cruyff era, and, and and of course the Barcelona Pep side, they did that. Um, but yeah. if, it's no good of doing that if they don't have the success. Yeah, I'll tell you what, mate. Actually, it's interesting you mentioned that because I've got to be honest. I mean, you and I are about the same age, and and you know, I grew up, uh, and and you know, watching that uh, Cruyff-inspired Dutch side, and that's the best football I've ever seen played. But I have to say, as far as I'm concerned, it's all about sticking the ball in the onion bag, and you know, that uh, what what annoyed me about the tikka-taka system, if the, if there is such a thing, it was this this fanning around outside the eighteen yard eighteen yard area you know just get the ball in the bloody goal that's all you got to do you know come on that's what football's uh-huh. about anyway i mean how are chelsea uh-huh. going to set up i mean it... sorry go on mate they'll set up go they'll set up three four three uh you know the way they've been playing I, I don't expect him to change that why change um just because it's a difficult side if he changes his, his shape and his system as i've always said though a shape or system don't win but if he changes it he changed it and went something different um no it was it was uh he would be open to a, a right slagging, especially if we got the wrong result. Um, yeah. He'll do it exactly the same. And, you know, if it works, this is the biggest test. Let's see if it works against the best so far. I'll tell you, yeah, that's a really good point, mate. I, I mean, what I'm hoping really, actually, is that uh, because City, to be fair and to their credit, they're a very attacking side with a lot of flair players. And I, I think it actually might give us an opportunity to, to hit them on the break and, and expose some of their defensive vulnerabilities. So I agree with you. He's not going to change how he's set up because clearly it's working really, really well. But I think what might change is that we might get more opportunities with a bit of luck. On the other end of the uh, scale, of course, we've got to defend really well. 
Yep, acid test for the back three. Um, but like I've said, acid test defensively for the whole side. Um, mm. I, I, I said the other week about, you know, it's not just the back three and how they defend. It's the whole team and how they defend. Um, this is the biggest test for us. You know, at the end of the game, you're gonna, at the end of this session here, you're going to ask me my prediction. Uh, and I'll give you at the end of this, <laughs> at the end of our chat. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, you just talked about defence. Let's talk about attack for a minute because, of course, in, in a sense, it could be a game between two of the best strikers in the league, if, if not Europe, if not the world, in fact. And that would be Aguero for City, who recently has done very, very well against us. And, of course, our, our very own Diego Costa. Um, rather than kind of discussing the merits of, of, of each of them, who would you have in your side, Kerry? Who would you prefer? Sure. Both. Um, both are excellent players. Um, of course, you would. Uh, you wouldn't turn either down, uh, and you'd find a way if they were at your disposal, which one, you know, to fit them into the side. Um, both wonderful players, both talented goal scorers, um, neck and neck for the golden boot in recent times. Um, nah, uh, it, it's, it's so difficult to choose. One had slightly better qualities in certain areas, and the other one will have slightly better qualities in different areas. Um, you know. Both uh, gold dust to their teams. Yeah, I mean they are. I mean Aguero's a superb striker, I think. But uh, you know they're very, they have very different styles. I think uh, you know that's how I would describe it. And actually, kind of talking of that, one of the things that I was very impressed about uh, against Spurs with Costa in particular was the way he played with his back to goal. Uh, you know, feeding other people in. I think I, I've noticed that actually a lot over the last few weeks. It seems to have kind of added another dimension to his game. And I mean, in, in a sense, you know, I'm always reminded of of uh, Drogba in that role. I thought he was superb at doing that. But it's I, for me, I'm really encouraged to see Costa bringing that into his game a lot more. Well, I'm not sure about bringing it into his game. You, you know, I wouldn't have yeah. said uh, he'd be bringing it into his game. Um, it, it's obviously part of the armoury. If a ball's played yeah. your feet, hold it up. Um, you know, if you've got yeah. midfield players running off, then by all means, play them in. Um most decent players can do that. Um, and you, you said Didier, but I, I think Mark Hughes was probably the best at it that I've yeah. seen um, as a striker, you know, holding the ball up, you play into him anyhow, it, it protect the ball and, and make sure it's released to a uh, player on the own side. So he, he'd be one of those. But Didier was good, yeah. I mean, as a target man, if we were in trouble, there was always a, set, a, a plan B, if you like, you know, passing football. Didier would knock it up to him, he'd challenge, battle, knock downs and, or even hold the ball up and allow the team to get out if we were under pressure a little bit. So, yeah, of course, I, I, I understand that one as well. Well, absolutely. And I, I think the, other, the, the point I'm really making is that if you've got, you know, a team with a, a few other creative players, I mean, Pedro, the goalie score was obviously fantastic uh, and Hazard as well, that, you know, it, it just shows that, that, I mean, it's a bit of a difficult argument, isn't it? And I think particularly speaking to somebody like you, you know, uh, you want your striker to be really, really selfish and, and, and always have an eye for goal. But on the other hand, I think it's good to see that he's prepared to be unselfish and, and, and play other people into score, because ultimately, hopefully, that means that the whole team will score more goals. Well, you know, we'll beg to differ slightly. Um, <laughs> I thought you might would, say my, that. <laughs> yeah, my idea, my idea would be: why would I pass it if, if uh, I had the slightest opportunity to shoot? Um, because, as far as I'd be concerned, I, I'd, I'd have the best chance of scoring. You know, why, why lay it off to a Spackers or a Johnny B? No disrespect. To that. You know, if I had half a, half a chance, <laughs> I'd have a better chance of scoring a goal. So, you know, given the choice, and I'm sure Diego Costa would feel the same. If he had a slightest chance of scoring, albeit midfielders run and he can play him in, if he had a chance of spinning and shooting himself, I'll be willing to bet that uh, I know which option he'd take. 
Yeah. To be fair, Kerry, we wouldn't have had you any other way, mate. Trust me. Um, <laughs> you you might not have got me any other way. Either. David Speedy would well, have had exactly. some, uh, some other way, but uh, you know <laughs> that's another story. Listen, mate, it's time for our predictions. I think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go first. How do you, how do you think this is gonna pan out? Uh, I'll take the draw now. Um, yeah. I think we're gonna have limited chances if we do get an opportunity. Uh, uh, to strike, we need to take it. I don't see it being a goal fest unless they go, unless they start early and get a few goals and force us to come out. It could go anywhere. There's enough players on the pitch with wonderful ability to score a lot of goals, but I actually think it'll be a lot tighter than that. I think Kante and Matic will sit deeper than they possibly have been before, um, right in front of the back three. And uh, I, I think our chances will be at set plays and on the breakaway. And, um, you know, if we do get that opportunity, it'll be important that we take it. Um, if we miss the one or two opportunities that I feel might come our way, then I think that uh, you've got enough firepower that might make us pay. But uh, I can see us getting a draw. Um, but uh, yeah. I just hope we... Well, I, I can see us getting a draw, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if we got beat. And it wouldn't surprise me if we won either. Mm. I'm actually inclined to agree with you entirely on that. I have to say, I, I, I've got a, I've just got a sneaking suspicion that you know Conte, I think, is an, is an incredibly good manager, very tactically savvy, and I can't, you know, I can't see him going gung ho against City. I think he's far too shrewd for that, and of course, he is an Italian, so in a sense, we'd expect him to do that. So you know, I can never ever predict that Chelsea are going to lose a game. So I'm with you on that. I think it'll be a one-one draw. That's my shout. Let's agree with that. I don't know how many we've got right. I think if you go back over the shows we've done so far, I think uh, we might just have poked our noses in front last week. But uh, one one for me as well. Yeah, the, me me too, mate. And bef- before we we wrap up and I send you on your way because you're about to do a you're about to do an evening with Gary Chivers and Ron Harris, aren't you? Yes, I've been invited down to Spellthorn and uh, just doing an evening with Ron and uh, Chivers is there as well. So. One or two stories have been told. Some have been heard before and some haven't. But uh, nevertheless, I'm sure everyone will have a good evening. Sounds like it's going to be a cracker. Do send the best regards of the Chelsea fancast to uh, both Ron and uh, and Chivs. Will do. Thanks a lot, Dave. Now, before... That's all right, but as a quick one, actually, before I go, because I just got a message in from a mate, actually, called Steve, who uh, okay. who wants to say thanks for signing uh, the book on Saturday, my, pre- my Christmas Prezi from my lad. <laughs> no problem at all. Tell him absolute pleasure. Absolutely. Well, that's great stuff, mate. I'll look forward to speaking to you next week, of course. You have a cracking week and enjoy the game on Saturday. Cheers, Dave, and you. Bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.